0: How's it going, WMDA Nation? Steve Schwartzman here. Before we jump into the episode, wanted to give you a quick update to our programming for the next few weeks. Of course, with the recent events surrounding COVID-19, the coronavirus, and how it's affected everyone in a lot of different ways, work lives, home lives, sports lives, uh, we wanted to make a few efforts on our end. For now, through the month of April, we'll be releasing sneak previews of our upcoming Patreon content. Uh, week on week, uh, giving you an opportunity to get a look at some of the content and some of the programs that we've been working on and putting together. Uh, These will run on our main feed and will be there for you to look at. Of course, our current Patreon backers will still get those a day or two early as an incentive for their support to the show. And then after the month of April, those will be exclusive to our Patreon backers. Our third installment of the Sneak Preview series is a program Logan and I specifically are extremely excited about. Uh, we're calling this Sports Looks uh, with, I, I guess, the official title is Sports Looks with Logan and Steve. Uh, this is an opportunity for Logan and I to scratch an itch uh, that overtakes us pretty commonly. And that's the discussion of sports uniforms, sports logos, colors, branded materials, pretty much anything that is aesthetics in the world of sports. Uh, it's definitely something that overtakes a lot of our conversation. We noted that a lot of people definitely have a lot of fun diving into those discussions. We thought it would be fun to dedicate some space to our Patreon backers to to have that open discussion. We make time; we'll make time every episode to specifically dive into WNBA, women's basketball, and women's sports-related um, looking uniform content. But we also like to dive into the current events, things going on in the world of sports aesthetics at the time. Um, so hope you enjoyed that. Um, well, this is, this actually, this episode as we kick off has a very natural theme to the city of Los Angeles because this was right around, uh, the LA Rams and the LA Chargers announcing new branded material. And so we thought we'd stay on that theme when we jumped into the WNBA discussion. But that said, uh, if you're a fan of talking unis, if you're a fan of just overall, like, I don't know, marketing, <clears throat> If you like colors, I don't know. This should be a pretty fun installment. Uh, hope you enjoy it. Uh, we'll continue for the next couple weeks to give you some sneak previews of some other content and programs that we're looking to do lot to our Patreon in the coming months. Uh, so definitely enjoy this episode, and we're excited to show you what else we have uh, in our docket soon. Enjoy. Let's put it on. Put what on? The last
1: suit you'll ever wear. It's a It's a
0: name on the front is a lot more important than the one on the back. What do you think that outfit says about you? Did you realize it's possible to spend a lot of money and still look cheap, right? How is it going, WNBA Nation Patreoners, and welcome to the first special episode of Sports Looks with Steven Logan. And that's where we're gonna call the show for now until we come up with another title if we do we we've just been calling this like the uni show or whatever anyway i'm steve so good to have you i hope you're healthy i'm currently at a desk that i've been to much more often than i've been in a long time uh but things are going well and of course here with our um co sports thread fanatic logan jones logan how are you
1: i'm so happy to be here doing this uh (laughs) sports as a distraction has been really letting me down uh, the last two weeks, as you know. Um, And what better way to to kind of return to some normalcy a little bit than to discuss threads, looks, shirts, kits, jerseys, (laughs) uniforms,
0: kits. That's just Uh, just to get famous Kyle. (laughs) Uh, He's a resident soccer fan. Um, Yeah. So this is, This time in life is weird because I don't – everything that I'm saying out loud right now sounds fictional, right? Like, it sounds like something you'd say about a video game. Like, oh, man, it's been a lot harder to do A, B, and C since the virus, since (laughs) this became a pandemic pandemic is like a real word now <laughs> yeah okay. i remember
1: last week this is a real thing that happened because we're we're recording from here in utah i remember talking to my neighbors upstairs and i was like hey i'm just gonna run to the grocery store to see if there's anything on the shelves um when i get back let's check the house for damage from the earthquake we had this morning yeah <laughs> and it was like cool 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 yeah
0: yeah I- The company I work at, we were planning on, last week it was, we were getting a company of over a thousand people ready to start working from home, and it was staggered, like, this section of the company will start working from home Monday, and then Tuesday, and then Wednesday, and then Thursday. I was on the Thursday crew, because I'm on the training team, and we're facilitating everyone else, and then we'll be the last ones out. Get to work Wednesday morning, and you have someone come in and say, like, hey, we need everyone out of the building. Um, we're just making sure the building's structurally sound because of the earthquakes. And I'm like, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Earthquakes? Also, <laughs> wait, earthquake? Like, somehow I was on, like, the first floor and I didn't quite sense it like everyone else did. And then they were like, hey, I know that all of you guys are supposed to go home starting tomorrow, but go home. And then it was just, that's that's been life ever since, is... Um, you know, I get out to take out the garbage or check the mail and worry if that's too much. That's where we're at right now. <laughs> um, but glad to, you know, obviously glad to know that you're, you're, uh, safe and sound and healthy at the time. We hope all of our listeners, our Patreoners are safe and sound and healthy as it is. And of course, as always, thank you so much for taking the time to, uh, support our efforts here on the Patreon page and as a podcast in general. Um, and if you're listening to this on the regular feed, uh, welcome. That's because we uh, are as it just kind of a helpful way to provide extra content because we're all needing binge material right now. Uh, we are going to be premiering all of our special Patreon uh, programs that we're going to be doling out over the next few months and uh, each of our listeners are going to get a chance to hear that free, and then after you hear it once, you'll get a chance to hear it again by donating over to our Patreon. We have some great kickbacks that we're going to be uh, doling out soon, and you'll be hearing about them each episode through different ad spots here and there. So I hope you're excited about that. And one of those programs uh, was something that Logan and I have been wanting to do for a very long time because Logan and I uh, obviously became friends because of sports, but I think if there's anything that fibers us together closer... It's the rabid discussion of sports aesthetics in forms of uniforms, logos, colors, all of that stuff that makes our significant others think we're more into fashion than we like to claim that we are. Um, what, I guess before we jump into actual topics, Logan, like, what about that whole world connects with you? Because I, I like <laughs> to think we, we might talk about uniforms nearly as much as we talk about almost anything else, sports included.
1: Yeah, I, I don't want to sound too, like, highfalutin about something like sports uniforms. But at the same time, there's something about, like, great moments in sports and c- feeling connected to, like, your team in sports and feeling like you're part of your sport. And, and the uniforms role in that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like, when I think of great moments in sports, I can picture them and where I was when I was watching them. And it's because you're there. Like, you're invested enough in the team – to be wearing the Jersey or the t-shirt or the hat and to be sporting those colors. And there's, I've avoided buying things throughout my life that are of rival colors. Like I don't own anything that's powder blue or yellow and purple. Um, like I, (laughs) like I've, I kind of have applied to my own life. Like these, you know, like these aesthetics, like they, you know, I root for the Red Sox, a team that my grandpa rooted for, and I love seeing photos of the era that he grew up with because mm. he's someone now that I've watched games with him and, and my grandfather has said stuff to me like, Oh, they look like they were in pajamas now. Cause he likes the stirrups. He's from the stirrup era. And like I, there's, there's something in the world of sports and the connective tissue between us regular people and the athletes mm. that the uniform completes. Um, and I, if, if that sounds too like, abstract think of like the, the the we are this is sports center commercials like what what makes those commercials is we see athletes in an office element which is hilarious but they're still the athletes we know on the court because they're all in full uniform that's part yeah. of the charm of the commercials right like
0: yeah it's it's um i think it it's similar to Pick your favorite—I don't know. Pick your favorite Disney character, and just put them in anything, and it doesn't really land. Yeah, like
1: Aladdin in a T-shirt and gym shorts. If he was walking around Disneyland, I'd be like, "Who's that guy?"
0: Yeah, but I but, don't know. Who that guy is. look really lands, and so there's something about the connection. I also think there's something about it that creates a general aspect to sports. One thing that's great about sports in general, and. It's one of those things that I argue. As soon as I have a coworker who's like, "I don't know what people care so much," <laughs> and whenever you talk about your teams, you, they always say like, "We and us," and you're not, you're like, you're like not on the team. Like that's. Not, you know. Anyway, we all we've all had those conversations one form sure. or another. We all we all had that guy. Sports to me is one of the most universal unifying agents across generations, and what you explained with your Red Sox fandom is is what really doles that out. Because if a team does it right, some teams do it wrong. And you know, I'm a Dodger fan. I grew up in Los Angeles, which happens to be pretty much the city we're going to be solely discussing today. Um, the the fact that you know, if I can, if I, if if the Dodgers can finally get off their freaking lumps and avoid trash can banging teams and win a World Series, I'll be watching the same set of uniforms that my dad watched when he watched Kirk Gibson hit a walk off homer in the '88 World Series. And it's almost like we're having the same experience because of that aesthetic line to it. Um, and it really is, the brand is what you really tend to connect with. Right. And it, and it's interesting, you know, Sparks fans right now are going to experience that very hard with Simone Augustus on their team. Right. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of people that, you know, you list out those Lynx players you don't enjoy because that's your rival team. And then all of a sudden they show up in your colors and you have to find a way to yeah. see past One- it. Like, it's interesting.
1: I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but this has been a popular discussion this week because of a prominent athlete in the world of sports being in new threads this coming season. It's going to be really strange for everyone to see Tom Brady, who every memory you have of Tom Brady is in a, is in the same uniform, right? With the glove. He's, he's going to be somewhere else. And, you know, he, he joins a long list of players that um, have long been You know, been, you know, Jerry Rice played in Seattle and, uh, remember there was the Gary, uh, Gary Payton, Carl Malone, Lakers team that was, you know, weird for everyone. Like this is, it's not weird for professional athletes to play in different cities, but it's weird when the uniform changes.
0: And I think the WNBA had a little uh, taste of this in during free agency of people. Immediately photoshopping. Okay, well, this is Skyler Diggins Smith in a Mercury uniform, staying next to Brittany Griner and Dan Like, mm-hmm. like those that becomes a real thing when you put those pieces together, right? And so, that's a tide of it. The one last thing I want to call out, and then we'll stop being philosophical and actually start arguing about um, some <laughs> less than successful decisions, because uh, that's the thing about talking sports unions. It's it's almost solely negative, like every. It's one of those things that like you you uh you eat 10 rotten apples to eat the one perfectly ripe one. It's <laughs> you're sitting and waiting through just a bunch of crap to get to that one that's like holy crap, it that land. And um I there was a note that uh, you told me this once is uh I believe you said your brother had a chance to chat with Paul Lucas, who's the editor of uh of UniWatch, which is probably the, the, the Bible of uni, uni Talk, is that correct? Like
1: Something like that.
0: It, it, it's not
1: necessarily something that either of us agree with a hundred percent of the time. Um uh, but but generally a source of information for even things that I consider to be inane, like like numbers falling off of jerseys and things like that. It's, it's in a good, my morning good resource.
0: It's in my morning before I roll off my mattress like rotation. Like, I check this, I check this, and I see if anything's on UniWatch. Like, it's, oh, okay, let's see if there's anything up here really quick. Um, and actually, this is this stems from, I guess, a discussion you said that uh, your brother or someone had had. So it's more your story to tell. But I remember you telling me a really telling, a quote, that explained uniform fandom to me in relation to him being a Mets fan and not a Yankees fan. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Oh,
1: yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, about how Yanke- the, you could trade every player in the Yankees locker room with every player in the Mets locker room and the next day Yankees fans would still be in love with their Yankees team. They would not be fans of the Mets because that's where all their favorite players play. Now they would be fans of the Yankees because the pinstripes, that's who their team is.
0: Yeah. I think Jerry Seinfeld had a joke about it once that as a sports fan, you're really just rooting for clothes. (laughs) Like you just want your clothes to be better than that set of clothes. And, and, and and in a way it's kind of true, which, which brings up fun discussions of like my wife is a, costume design she's a she's a master's in costume design she's a seamstress by trade she does a lot of clothing apparel like that's very much a part of her life and she jokes about how i'm more fashionistic than she is (laughs) because she's like you think that you're you know sports dude talking sports and then all of a sudden it's like i just i don't know like the side piping doesn't seem to mesh really well with the word (laughs) mark on that and you know that's just why i like their alternates better i just really think it vibes better with the alternates and um yeah those are very real things we say out loud. So I, if you I remember
1: yeah. uh I remember being so Steve and I used to share an office uh much to the detriment of any work that I might have gotten done in that office um, uh-huh. I, <laughs> because I remember when when uh when uniform changes would happen in any league, we would spend a couple hours at one of our desks discussing it and one of I think you shared this tweet with me and it was uh it was basically guys during the wedding planning stage being, like, completely absent. Like, I don't know, honey, whatever colors you think are great. But as soon as their team gets a new uniform, suddenly it's like, ah, I just don't think it's going to look good with the hat. Yeah. Like, the silhouette is bad. Like
0: <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, it really... It- those are real phrases. So so if any of this obviously sparks your attention, we uh, hopefully this will be good content for you as a Patreon. Or if not, this is why we're doling out four to five different programs. We want to make sure there's something for everyone, something that everyone can enjoy, uh, and extra incentive for the efforts you're making to, to guide us in, in making the show more of a, a positive and enriching experience for each and every one of you. Uh, with that, we're going to jump to Copious News. We have what we're we generally going to do. We have a really loose format here. We're going to hit some general uni news every time we do this. So, dive into new uniform reveals, logo mm-hmm. reveals, just anything else in regards to the news, anything that we feel like we need to hit, and then we're going to end things usually with a a WNBA or women's sports twist, which we definitely have something we want to discuss at the end of the show, um, and. I said something earlier that may have been a hint. There's a really random enveloping theme today, and that's my stomping grounds, the city of Los Angeles, because in the last two days from when we're recording this, uh, the world of Los Angeles football has had a lot to discuss in terms of sports aesthetics, which is really nice because there's pretty much been nothing else to discuss in in terms of sports unless you're watching marble racing, which should be. Um, That might be another show we should just do. We should just do a marble, like a Marbula One podcast. We'll see. That might I'm not happen. G- I'm, yeah, it's <laughs> at this point, yeah. What don't we have time for? But, um, So the LA Rams had a long-awaited rebrand announcement. This is something that's been about four years in the making. Ever since the Rams were announced to be relocating to Los Angeles from St. Louis, almost the first main discussion was, okay, but what are they going to look like? Because, of course, the LA Rams had a very, you know, classic... And known look when they left Los Angeles. Uh, they held on to that look in St. Louis for a few years, won a Super Bowl with it, and then moved into a new look that didn't really get received well, at least for a long time. And as soon as they moved to Los Angeles, the discussion was okay, when are we gonna go back to what we used to be, or are we gonna go back? And the Rams have been ho hum about it. And all of a sudden. In one day, in one fell swoop, we started to learn a little bit about what this was going to look like. This is coupled with uh, what really got this going. And and if you work in the world of sports or the world of marketing, you learn that this was not an accident. But uh, there was the classic hat leak of the silhouette of the logo that people were saying, is this real? Is this not? Is this going to work? Is this not going to work? And it got coupled with uh, the rebranding on Monday. This going with a more unannounced... Uh, launch of a Chargers rebrand. Of course, they're gonna they're in Los Angeles, and we'll be moving into the same stadium, SoFi Stadium, this fall. And did a soft announcement of rebranding, formally announcing their colors, formally announcing their word mark and what their overall spread logo is, updating their bolt logo a little bit. Logan, we're gonna jump into you know actually no, I think we're gonna do this right away because I think I know how we both feel about it, so this will actually help the discussion. We had the Rams launch. We had the Rams reveal on Monday. We had the Chargers reveal on Tuesday. I'm gonna give this a twist. Instead of asking who won, logo Logan Nut logo your logo now. Um, who lost? Uh,
1: the Rams lost by being more disappointing. Is that a fair? Is that a fair yeah. way to put it? The the Rams disappointed me more first. And and this is the only thing I'll say on this because we want to focus more on designs than on the actual like marketing speak behind these. But you can't talk mm-hmm. about the Rams reveal without talking about this like nauseating narrative was, that that teams feel like they have to endless. push. Um, yeah. They they can't just drop. And I understand because they want to sell jerseys and they want to generate excitement around the team. But they're not. They act like they're debuting something in a museum. Uh, when really, I'll give you an example. So the the Rams website for Rams New Look, it's actually RamsNewLook.com. You don't have to go there. We're going to tell you everything that's on there today. But uh, the uh the new colors. One of the, actually one of the positives that I think you could give the Rams rebrand is that they brightened their colors a little bit. They have a great color scheme. Blue and yellow is great. But it's not blue and yellow. It's Rams Royal and Soul. <laughs> which is code for... Blue and real yellow. <laughs> it's just it's it's, it's real bright uh, yellow, and, everybody. And, and again, I don't want to focus on this too much, but the soul description is: the Rams' new yellow is named after the bold sunshine of Southern California, and also represents the soul of the team. Now it's yeah. it's yellow. If there's it's anything
0: that's annoying about the world yellow. Of uniforms, Branson <laughs> is just the worst. It's just and, yellow, yeah. <laughs> um brand brand speak is it's it's almost killed things in a lot of different ways because it just just tell us, hey, we this is the blue and this is the yellow because we like how they look. We think they're good, a good blue and a good yellow. Yeah. Which And, and it overshadows
1: like, something important, which is that a good logo just speaks for itself. It doesn't need five thousand words to explain mm-hmm. why you should think it's cool. I don't work, like being works. told you have to think this is cool because of how much thought we put into it. It should just be good. And uh, colors aside, because I think the colors are great. Steve, this logo isn't good. It's it's a bad one, isn't it? It's it's actually, in <laughs> fact, a bad logo. A bad logo.
0: When the... I, I want to hit the marketing thing on one, on one note because there were a lot of elements to that lead up that were intriguing to me. I'm Los Angeles born and raised. I don't watch any football. I haven't really watched football in about three years pretty much at all. The one thing that's keeping me even paying any attention to football in general literally is uniforms and logos because it just so happens that if you're someone who's really kind of obsessed with that football uniforms are the most dynamic version of that. Cause you have a helmet to talk about and a Jersey to talk about. And like, there's a lot you can dive into and the Rams are one of the most intriguing things because you can argue that the classic Rams, you know, bright, the royal blue and yellow with the darker helmet and the yellow ramps i mean that classic eric dickerson look uh you could argue that's the best football uniform of all time like if you disagree you disagree but that's in the discussion and so much so that i mean they rolled that out when they played in the super bowl like it was it's there's a lot of different arguments for that and it felt like such a natural thing to do you don't need to have an announcement. You don't need a website. You don't need a fancy reveal. Just tell us what you're doing. And that's why I think a lot of Rams fans were nervous when that wasn't the case. When it was getting pushed and held off and people were being cryptic. Because I think a lot of people are realizing, oh, uh, I-, I think they're trying to get cute with it. Like, I think it's like when you tell your parents what you want for Christmas and you're very cut and dry, get us this. And they think <laughs> it'll be a lot better if they if they try and get cute with it. That is exactly what this feels like. That's a very good analogy. It's like, listen, my (laughs) son told me he wants this exact pair of Nikes, but you know, is there something else that's like cool? And maybe, I don't know. It'd be fun to do something a little out of the box and maybe, well, we have these new balance and then you end up with a pair of new balance shoes for Christmas. And it's, that's kind of what I view it as in a way. Um, and there's the marketing is what really bugged me. So I, I, I brought this up to you. The marketing reveal video. Okay, first of all, I'll hit this. The the leak happened a few weeks ago. Like a lot of people saw a photo of this dark hat with a dark version of what actually became the logo. And the main argument at the time was this really vibes a lot like a Charger style logo. That's kind of weird. And the color scheme's weird. Before the reveal, like a couple days before this reveal happened, the Rams, like Kamidemov, came out and said, hey, guys, don't worry, it's not that logo that you saw. So that naturally put a lot of people at ease thinking, oh, thank goodness, like it's not going to be that look, okay, that's good. And then it ended up being that look, it just was different colors. The other side of it is if you watch their reveal video, they put it on Twitter, the lead up to them actually revealing what the logo and the color scheme looked like which by the way was like four seconds at the very end it was you watched I think Aaron Donald and Jared Goff put hats on and that was how they showed them off (laughs) was they had this long two minute long rundown of Nike designers and Rams designers all diving into the methodology of what they went with and how excited they were about what they built out and there was a an actual discussion of the lead designer saying, and I'm paraphrasing, but it was pretty darn close. Like often when you're doing these types of designs, you're passing things back and forth and there's a lot of tinkering, but this was one of the first times that as soon as I saw the first time I went, that's it change Nothing. That's perfect. And I've yet to look at it and and have any second guesses. This is a great look. We're excited about it. And it baffles me that that's what this was. Um, And to lead up with that much, of a build, and this, you know, all this, it's perfect, it's great, and then to roll out what they did is kind of where it's frustrating, because it, it's so much overthinking. The The classic, what'll probably be the classic logo, which is the LA that has a, a RAMS extension over the A, which, by the way, at, at the tip of it, A shouldn't have an extension, so that's weird in itself, <clears throat> but... It has, like, we've talked about this the segmented ram horn, which Mm -hmm. is supposed to incorporate a lot of different things, right? There's the waves that's supposed to incorporate, and then how's all this piece? There's a handful of things they're doing wrong, and I know there's one thing you mainly want to call out, but there's a very specific word that I know, Logan, is going to get your goat, so I'm going to let you jump right on this when I say this word. I would like to believe that your least favorite word in discussing unis is gradients. Uh,.
1: Yeah, let's address gradients. Let's talk gradients. How many teams have successfully used gradients in the NFL?
0: I believe the Los Angeles Rams themselves announced on the day they announced this logo that no other team had ever done such in their primary logo before. Right,
1: which begs the question, why is that? Why is that, Steve? (laughs) Why don't teams use gradients in logos? It, because it, it seems to me like it would be pretty difficult to make it look good on anything except a digital screen.
0: Which I <laughs> your stadium is about to roll out more, like more like digital surfacing than any other stadium in the history. Sure, of ever, which I get.
1: Sure, and, and, I get. and they're trying to make it look three dimensional, which has been
0: achieved by other
1: logos that are far better and less. Cluttery but dump.
0: when you <laughs> when you double gradient a primary logo and you segment the main visual value which is your fibonacci sequence ram you have coming out of the LA what you're actually showing me instead of a ram's horn is a crescent moon coupled with a green onion coming out of the ground that's what i'm seeing yeah.
1: here the oh. crescent moon is unforgivable unforgivable because you can't unsee it and that's what it's going to look like on a helmet and let's let's talk about that really quick there's been no uniform reveal yet they're going to give it to you in segments i'm sure they're going to be like here's the socks and here's the pants and they're going to space it out all season um but like i'm interested in helmets helmets are a key part of of if the helmet doesn't work the whole look doesn't work they're going to have to do one of two things. I've thought about this. They either have to put the segmented horn that they're so proud of on the helmet, and it will look like the Los Angeles Crescent Moons. Or they're going to not make it segmented, but still use the gradient. So they're going to use their old helmet design with the oh horn. Oh my gosh, don't but even they're gonna, do that. they're going to oh. go white to orange. And I can't tell you which is worse. I think they're both bad <sighs> ideas. And I, I think they will do one of those two.
0: Ah, uh, they're both mean. The only thing they could do worse is to literally put that LA logo, just smack that on. And Which they know
1: they, know they shouldn't do. That that would be malpractice. They know, know they can't. Do I know
0: that. they. I know they know they shouldn't. <laughs> but they've already done a lot of things that they shouldn't. Like, th- this is a classic style of they spent so much time figure like determining if they could that they didn't stop to think about whether or not they should. And that's this is definitely that case now. There's a stylistic element to it where I get why, like, oh, you added a RAM extension to Los Angeles. I get why you did that. It's the fact that you took so many ideas in one. If you simplified this, it might have made sense. This is classically transitioned over to their repurposing of the classic RAM's head secondary logo, which they've had for years and um, has had a few different iterations. But there's been a very common theme amongst all of them if you look them up, and that's texturizing. They found a way to texturize those pieces to give it its own kind of identity. It's pretty heavily lauded. Most Rams fans really enjoyed it. You took the texturing out of this, you added that crescent moon Rams horn logo, and then with that, built out this like emotionless, unfinished Rams head coupled with it. So you just made it really bland. It just doesn't land with me at all. And it's. That's frustrating.
1: It's, it's bad for so many reasons. I'm actually like feeling anxious that we won't get to all the reasons I've found. <laughs> um, so no. I'm, let me, let me, let me throw you a couple and, and just see if, if you don't care about any of these discard them. And then if any of these okay. bullet point ones hit, be like, Oh yeah, that's something I thought. Let's do it. So f- first I think the a sucks. Um, the the slant of the a doesn't match the slant of the L, which drives me crazy. Um, and then the just the, the silhouette of the like the LA segmented horn thing. Now that I just I'm don't actually looking at the word
0: mark, the A doesn't match the angle of any other letter. Yeah, the A is it's, really bad. It's it's uh steeper than the R and the M as I'm looking at it, like RAMs. It, and it that's not even insane. factoring the primary logo, yeah.
1: Yeah, so so I hate that. Uh I hate that some of the like the points in in the crescent are pointy and the one at the bottom is rounded like a moon. I don't like that. Obviously, the gradient, not a big fan of. I also just don't like that they did this weird 3D thing with it. Like they're trying to make the back of the A in the background and then the horn, like the the ram's horn in the foreground. And I get what they were going for. But again, this is not going to translate well to anything but your scoreboard. Um, yeah if i'm and, if i'm it's it a confusing silhouette
0: it comes down to there's a section on this new ram's look website ram's new look whatever you can do a three d tour of their new stadium and they have a composite shot of their field with the new logo at center at like at midfield and it looks it's it's like completely like incomprehensible simply because like you can't you can't paint that on grass and have it make sense.
1: No. I can't if, go buy if that you ever hat go, and
0: have it make sense.
1: Yeah, if you go any single color like if it's all yellow or if it's all like there's some examples on Uniwatch of it black and white, white with black, like just yellow on blue, it's just it's confusing if you ever go single color. So with without the gradient it makes no sense, which is probably why they're so proud of the gradient even though gradients are bad. Gradients are bad. We do not like green. <laughs> and you know what? That's not a hard, fast rule. Maybe some team will come along and find a way to use it correctly, but I haven't seen it yet. Um, and, and this is not a good effort. I, the, the last thing that I'll, I'll say, because I, I want to end on a positive thing before I, I toss it back over for your thoughts is mm-hmm. a lot of people are really high on the, the new Rams head logo, like the, the 3D kind of looking head logo. I don't think it's bad, but I don't think it's NFL worthy either. I think it's like, we're in the early nineties and we just discovered 3d modeling and this is our best effort we could come up with um it's not it's telling that someone online in about 15 minutes mocked up a better version of it (laughs) uh because right now the existing version of it especially like if you if you look at the chin it looks like someone made it in microsoft paint it's just got all mm. these weird angles to it that I I think it thinks are cool. The mock-up that we've seen is much better about like giving it eyes, exactly. giving it angles, they making it kind of specific, fierce.
0: The one specific detail that I've seen in composites is the eye, only because without the eye, that's a skull. And yep. that's that's a very, very yep. weird thing to promote, is a dead ram. <laughs> I'd like my rams to be living if I'm promoting them. Um, and so, that's yeah, it's, it's white. It's a skull. It's, if you, if you give it life by giving it one eye, <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. At least I can vibe with that a little bit. So that's the one difference. Um, I do have one really random thing I want to rant on, but I'm going to, um, as a, de- as a designer myself, I'm not a graphic designer, but I, I do have a thing I want on. You kind of hit, a, you know, we, there's a lot of bad, a lot of good. I'd say, like, the, the worst thing for me is the gradient pieces that really, disappoints me because they really took what was such a simple design element that was such a part of this franchise and overcomplicated it and it really hurt it. The one thing I'm going to say, I do really like the word marking their word mark, just like letterheaded logo is kind of a mixture of very classic, uh, like eighties, nineties LA Ram look. It's a little more pared down. It has some elements and the classic word mark isn't italicized. It's straight up and down, so you can actually kind of appreciate the, the lettering a little better. The L's are a little strange, because they're a little more curved than the rest of the letters, which is off a bit. But overall, I'm a fan of it. But there's nothing I can really do about that. I like, I, I can't put that on merch. Generally, maybe I could, I don't know. Like, It's not something I can really get as much into, because it's not a standard logo. It's it, It's something people have to read to identify with. Your logo needs to be identifiable and should stand out and should be something strong. And and you gave me two main logo setups with your, your icon logos. You gave me one that looks like something that looks like it's out of like a generic AM PM gas station. If I'm in LA and I I see those in like the stack of weird hats next to the beer coffins. And then you give me a Rams logo. That's straight out of Madden create a team. Yeah. Like if you were the generic Rams, like that's what you find. And to me, those are always like the two, you know, you, you just need to give me an arena football style setup, And then you've given me the trifecta of classic jokes when it comes to, to branding. Um, that, that's my frustration, but I do like the word Mark. i I'll stand by that. The, the one last thing i got to hit, cause we've put a lot of time into this. I just, but I knew we would. Uh, and I'm hoping people are still with us. Uh, if, if so, you're you're a real one. But I... So I, I'm an instructional designer by trade. I don't do necessarily graphic design, but I definitely spend a lot of time building out visual assets and visual content, and I'm not saying that to boost myself. I'm here to say I, I feel the RAM's branding and the way they announced it insults my intelligence just a little bit because they had the gall... To step forward and say, no, guys, this is more than just connecting with the city. And this is more than just the colors. Which, by the way, people are loving the colors. I like the older colors better. I liked the enriching value of a more golden yellow than a brighter yellow and whatnot. But it's it's still fine. It's still good. I'm not going to get into that. What I'm really frustrated... Oh, it's not just the color schemes. And it's not just connecting with the fan baits, And it's not just digital. Guys, we use the Fibonacci sequence... When we made this Rams head logo, the golden ratio, everybody, for those who are not generally connected with this Fibonacci sequence is a mathematical fractal that creates a visual twirl element known as the golden ratio. Now, the sequence is based off of uh, a sequence where starting at the number one, you Add up two di- two digits, which are the digits that are the two previous. So if I'm at one, I add one and zero, I have one. Then I add one and one, two. Two and one is three, and you go on. If you've ever listened to Tools Lateralis, you know all about this sequence now. Um, and any, it's uh, become any Da Vinci Code readers out there, yeah, you're all over it. You're like, exactly. Yeah. If and people – this has become a design element across pretty much everything. Classic paintings incorporate this. Um, if you've looked at like flower seed formations, this – and a lot of people who use the design naturally fit around this. It's in everything. It's the a pretty basic
1: fundamental of like photography as well, yeah. right? Like-
0: exactly. like The golden ratio is why like the grid pattern you commonly see on a camera. If you have like a digital camera, that's what that's built off of. The Rams had the audacity to say, no, we're using the C because look at, look at the curve and how it matches the curve because they took the literal visual of the Apple actual Fibonacci sequence and just traced it, which to me is such an insulting of intelligence because this exists in every visual asset you look at almost everywhere. It's the golden ratio, but they, but the, the difference between everything else you're looking at in this logo is no one else is trying to force that crap on you. (laughs) <laughs> no one else is trying to say no, but look, see, can't you tell that that's what this is and that's what they do? And I don't know why, as someone who spends his time digging into visual assets like this, it drives me a little bit crazy that someone like I, I can't even think of a good yeah. It's like it'd be like if someone was really bragging about how good their burgers are. They're like, I cook them up to a hundred and sixty degrees Fahrenheit so that they cook all the way through. That's what I do with my burgers. Like, yeah we all do that because <laughs> cuz we'll kill people if we don't like i don't know it, it's i had to get off on it just get the whole the whole thing kind of derrenets and now i can't yeah. get tool out of my head because they're <laughs> famous for having a song that followed the sequence but
1: no, i i agree and i i hope we didn't spend a whole lot of uh d- too much time on this i just we we talk about uniforms a lot anytime someone gets rebranded we get excited the rams we were extra excited because we had such high hopes because it would have been so easy um, i mean
0: this was i told you something. this is the rebranding i was most excited about i'm not a rams fan this was the rebrand i was most excited about because i really thought they were going to reprise what was often considered by a lot of people to be the best uniform in history of football, like one of the best uniforms in sports history. By the way, in a city in Los Angeles that's got a lot of timeless, enriching sports looks, this stood to to be handled because you didn't land the Raiders who might have the timeless football look. Um, you, you know, and they took something so simple and they just chewed it up.
1: Well, and they've got the it's Chargers different. now in their backyard who. Similar to their team on the field, most people didn't really care about their rebrand. But if the Chargers make a big splash in free agency this year and get back to the powder blues, they might beat the Rams in this rebranding contest. Oh, I totally
0: believe it. Sort no, of hilarious. Here's the best part about that, too. So the so the Chargers did a soft announcement in that. They didn't do a full branding announcement. They announced kind of what their letterhead will look like. They made some brief changes to the thunderbolts where it's got more of the, the powder blue framing around the bolt now, and it's more intertwined and connected and not segmented as much, which, Hey, not segmenting your logo is funny. <laughs> um, they didn't really do anything too crazy. As a matter of fact, they even have a callback to what was probably the last great logo blunder, uh, where they have the thunder appendage coming out of the a and chargers which calls back to when they made their announcement of moving to Los Angeles. They had an LA logo with that thunder appendage coming off of the A, and that thing was universally panned. I almost guarantee you that was going to be their new logo, it, and they. Cut I it think it was taken off their
1: website that day. It yeah. was so it was so horrid.
0: I mean, people were literally that that the Chargers logo meme lasted one day, and it was so good. Everyone just throwing a, like a thunder appendage on top of their logo. It was so good. <laughs> Um, it made me incredibly happy, but they actually have that still existing. And I almost think a part of them is they're like, we know we can't do worse than the ramps. So we're just going to do this and we're going to call it out. Um, but I guess all things aside compared to the, to the Rams piece, what are your immediate, as you looked at the little tweaks that the chargers made as the city of LA has just decided to rebrand a little of everything, what were your immediate responses?
1: Uh, I I kind of just shrugged because I was still so overwhelmed with the, my Rams takes that when the Chargers were... I mean, it, the Chargers' rebrand is pretty harmless so far, uh, and it sounds like they know they need to get back to the one thing people like about that team, which is the Powder Blues. Uh, they, I mean, Phillip Rivers left in the offseason, so they're in a rebuild. They're either going to draft somebody or or pull in like a Cam Newton or, or roll with Tyrod Taylor or whatever. And uh, say what you will about... The, the players in the uniforms. I, I think the the skill of the team does help a rebrand land. I think that's that's pretty universally understood, right? Like if you rebrand and it's not great, but suddenly the team is a Super Bowl contender, people will buy the jerseys and there they'll find a way to like them.
0: Nothing special about the Yankees look as a base as as a uniform, and it will be on top every top five uniform list because it's right. the Yankees I, because because I mean, that's just who it is. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. yeah so people, people people want to dress as a winner. That's just how, how it goes.
1: So especially when you move on for a quarterback, I think it's kind of a signal that you're entering a new era for the team. The Chargers also are widely known for not getting enough home fans at their home games, and they're basically away games, even though they're playing in L.A. Um, so I think they're going to try to do something that excites people and is fan service, which makes me think if they go back to their retro jerseys, like the best ones they've ever had, no, regardless of how you rate them, they're the best ones they've ever had. And the Rams come out with some gradient, trying to push the envelope. You know, twenty first century, like messing with a good thing. I, I could easily see them being the worst look in California and the worst look in the division, the Rams.
0: And they could have easily trotted out the best one.
1: They could have been the best in in the NFL.
0: And and they they have they an iconic have look and they might have a bottom in a division that includes the Arizona Cardinals the who, safest look in all of football <laughs> and who many who many at one time could have argued had the worst uniform in the league yeah yeah like in the sense that it it wasn't risky but it still looked bad
1: the i i actually that's how i would characterize the cardinals is i actually don't hate the cardinals overall look It's just, it's the least saucy, like, least exciting, least notable. If I had to, like, list every uniform in the league from best to worst, I would forget to list the Cardinals. Mm. Like, (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. That's, yeah, I I think the Chargers are going to end up coming out looking better than the Rams in all of this, but they're building the new Rams stadium for the Rams, and the Chargers don't have any fans, and I don't know how long the Chargers are going to be in town anyway, so. We'll see.
0: That's the thing that gets me is uh their their website, which has like a light response to everything. Um, the the video reveal the video is titled "New Stadium, New Look." D- don't act like you got a new stadium; you got a new apartment. <laughs> like, don't come on now. I will say so. What I do like about this the cleanup of the logo. Of the Bolt logo is very nice because the uh, the previous Chargers logo is a little just discombobulated. It had a dark blue framing and it had the yellow full, like filling that fully, which is totally fine. I like that they kind of thinned out the, the yellow portion of the Bolt a little bit to work in the baby blue and then they have it as a white. Uh, to surround it, which means that if it's on a white backing, it's only going to have that blue framing, which I think should look pretty good. So I think it simplified it, it sleeked it out a little bit, like the edges and kind of the sharp angles, I think, stand out a little bit better. I'm never going to get over the Thunderbolt appendage to the A's, because it's just, it's just bad. Um, (laughs) But I almost think that they're just doing that for spite. (laughs) You can tell
1: it's someone's baby. They're like, we're going to make this work
0: yeah, like, we're doing it, and we we just don't care. Like, there's one guy, like, like Dean Spanos, the owner, is just like, do whatever you want to do. I need that. It's, it's the one thing I care about. Um, So, overall, I think it works. Seeing Los Angeles Chargers still doesn't make any sense to me. Um, yeah, but, I mean, like, other than that, I think there's potential to do something cool with it. I think it's a decent look we're going to learn a lot more when they do their full on branding reveal. And then obviously a lot on both of these LA teams is going to come out when we actually look at the uniforms. What I'm seeing from the chargers is probably you're going to see a very similar look to what you're accustomed to. And you're probably going to be excited about it. I think if you're the Rams, sorry, um, if you're the Rams, if you're Rams fan, you, you have the potential to be wowed out of nowhere, but I mean, how optimistic are you?
1: I, I think there are seven teams getting logo and uniform changes or tweaks this offseason in the NFL. I think the Chargers have a chance to be the best of those seven. I think the Rams very well could miss the mark because a lot of those teams are honestly going to just do subtle tweaks anyway. I don't think it's going to be full on. I mean, uniform changes for, uh, like the Bucks, they're going to be safer. The Patriots, the Browns, the Colts, like those are all teams that aren't going to Completely change what they're doing. They're they're probably going to tinker a little bit, maybe a new font or a, you know something that most people probably wouldn't even notice. Um, so I I think they're going to find them, themselves on opposite ends of the spectrum unless the Rams really shock me and don't incorporate a gradient or a segmented logo in their
0: helmet. Mm-hmm. And by the way, this is a really unprecedented year. Seven teams with there's usually maybe like I think the most I've seen of any league is maybe like four. Seven teams with a new uniform sets is pretty nuts. Um, obviously, we've seen that with two. The Patriots just announced one, which sort of makes sense. When you're moving on from a new, uh, from your franchise player in any league, uh, this tends to happen. We've talked about the Bucks. The Browns have been really bullish that their new look is apparently going to be great. And then the Falcons are going to be pulling something out. It sounds like the Colts are mainly just going to spritz what they're doing. <laughs> I the Colts are just, never going
1: to do anything, and they shouldn't.
0: Yeah, Colts have a great <laughs> They're look. They're fine. Yeah, Colts have a great look. I don't know why you'd mess it around. I I, I bet they just kind of clean things up a little bit. Yep. But the I'm, I'm very excited teams, to
1: see a couple of these come down the pipe. I think I don't we're going to see some good stuff.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot to, to hang on to there. I think it's it's natural that the, the Chargers did nearly nothing and won the day, which is pretty intense. Um, I'll say this. As a, an LA native and a lifelong USC Trojan fan, I just can't get behind the Chargers color scheme. Uh I can't root for the NFL U C L A Bruins. It's not possible for me. But if you like the look, you like the look. I mean it's whatever, I don't know. What's nice is this is this perfectly gives the Clippers insight as to color schemes they can adopt when they finally move back to San Diego. Right. Um, which yeah, they just signed on with the forum, which pisses me off. But yeah, it's borrowed time. Um, I stand by that for the record. Um, any other thoughts about the uh, the L.A. football pandemonium f- in terms of all this? The,
1: the L.A. football moons and bolts.
0: The moons and, and bolts moons and
1: bolts and moons and bolts. Um, no, I think we we covered everything I wanted. I'm sure. I mean, people who don't know Steve and I, we. When the Titans uniform reveal happened, I think we just took the rest of the day off. Oh man, I'm um, so
0: mad about that one. We
1: we get really into this sort of thing. Come come to us at Twitter uh on Twitter with with your takes. Don't come to us at Last Twitter. Last year was the Titans um, <laughs>
0: reveal or two it was I guess technically two off seasons ago it was the Titans reveal and the and the Jaguars reveal. And oh yes. The Jags oh, got yes. slammed? for being too simplistic when that's all I wanted out of them. So I actually love the Jags look because that teal shines. Um, And the Titans was, is it my least favorite uniform in all of sports?
1: It is horrible.
0: Maybe the OKC Thunder is the only other team I think of that I go. It was horrible
1: and hilarious to see the Patriots lose to them in the playoffs with the big sword shoulders. Anyway, um,
0: It's it's bad. Yeah, we, different, different we'll, we'll definitely
1: area. we'll definitely cover all sorts of uniform uh, stuff on here as as more are revealed during this offseason and as we continue to go without live sports on TV. Um, but this is this is going to be a really fun year. And I if you're a Rams fan out there and you love it, come let us know. Let us know what you love about it. If you have a good idea for like a what it looks like, uh, I've seen some good ones like it looks like the Firefox logo. Uh, it looks like Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, if you've got any of those, we want to hear it. Um, but with that, I, I think we're ready to make this a little bit more WNBA centered. If, uh, absolutely, Steve, if you're ready. Um,
0: definitely. And I, the interesting stuff is I initially wanted us to dive more into MLB stuff because we were going to be gearing into opening day. Of course, who knows when opening day is going to happen, but my goodness, do we have a lot of baseball related discussion? Oh, yes. Um, because there were a slew of new uniforms coming into the league, and there's one to two that are phenomenal, yes. and then there's a bunch that suck, and then there's a bunch that do that weird powder blue that everyone seems to like that I don't. <laughs> it is a weird thing. Um, but if you want a spoiler, the Brewers won uni Brewers. That's all you need to know. I'm so glad you said that's We didn't tiered. talk about this
1: in pre-record, but we agree on that.
0: Oh, gosh. That's... Whew. It. it uh, uh, this is all I'm gonna say. We we we've taken a lot of real estate on two football teams, which is weird for a WNBA Patreon page. Um, it's extremely hard to get yourself into the positive zeitgeist of baseball uniforms because most of them are over a century old. But Milwaukee landed hard. Milwaukee's done a really good job with their sports teams uniformedum in the last couple of years. I think they did they well with the Bucks and and the brewers reveal i know i'm giving away the end of that movie when we get to it but man i'm very proud of them for what they've accomplished
1: I love, just so everyone knows i love talking unis with steve because we agree on the most important things and then we disagree on a lot of other stuff that allows us to argue and and feel stuff out and that's kind of what makes it we hope entertaining to listen to but when it comes to like the winner or the ultimate loser it's i think we're usually pretty in in sync
0: we We've had a few that we've disagreed on, but often it comes down to, okay, that's that's the best one. I think if right now you were to ask each of us separately, like, what's the best uniform, like, this league, this league, this league, we we, we probably are almost chalk.
1: It, it'd probably be close.
0: Um, If we listed, then, like,
1: our top three, we would have them in the same. And or, then the like,
0: least favorite, it, in a different order. it wiggles here and there. And then there's like the the NBA city jersey uniform discussion, and that's not even. <laughs> that's such an easy discussion. Yeah, that's that's probably something we'll hit eventually. Uh, maybe when when the NBA rears its head, yeah, and we'll we'll, pop we'll
1: go out. there when we get back to playing basketball. Yeah,
0: we have we have a lot of stuff to hit. Yeah, let's definitely do a WNBA twist. So what we're going to be doing at this point, we don't have a name of or segment for it. You know, maybe if Jason hears this, he'll drop a sounder out of nowhere, but. Um, What we're going to be doing as we roll this out is each episode for the foreseeable future, we're going to be highlighting a different WNBA franchise. We're going to dive into their uniform history, uh, give our insights and grades on each segment of their uniform history, and then from there, give our separate overall worst to best rankings. Of of the uniform setup for that league, we've spent a lot of time talking LA football. Why relocate cities? We thought we would start these for the first few talking specifically about original WNBA franchises, specifically ones that have maintained unto today. So it makes a lot unto uh, through today even. Uh, and we figured why not start with the three time champion Los Angeles Sparks, which I'm extremely excited about because I remember. Uh, when the Sparks Union reveal happened in 97, when I was in Los Angeles and Debbie in its head. And I remember seeing the setup and thinking, how close is it going to be the Lakers look? And there was a lot to dive into. Um, What we're going to do here. So there's really four main iterations of, of the Sparks uniform. And that's because when we're going to be talking about these, we're going to do our best to pull out the, uh the branded like chest logo, iterations, just because I don't really know what we can discuss there. Uh, most of those are because they're templated pieces when the, every team in the league pretty much has the same look, different colors, and then it has a logo on it. So there's really four eras, which is interesting because one of those has a break of like six or seven years. Um, but uh, we'll just go ahead and dive into each of these individually, Logan, if that's cool with you, give some analysis on how we feel about each of them, and then give our final verdict to where we think the Sparks did best where we think the Sparks did worst. Uh let's kick things off right at the launch of the WNBA. So from 1997 to 2002 the Sparks had essentially the same if not a very similar uh look and setup. If you think about the Sparks in general, if you think about Lisa Leslie as as a player, you probably are envisioning this look um and it this comes down to them obviously mirroring a lot of the Lakers branding. What I thought was interesting when this was launched was they had a few of their own, uh, I would say, unique elements. And one of the first was the incorporation of the the palm tree themed turquoise off green color. They added a color of their own. On their road purples, those were actually patched onto the shoulder stripes, had elements of that. And then that was actually taken out and replaced with white on their home yellows. Um, outside of that, they had their Sparks logo emblazoned. They had a, a more, th- a thinned out, uh, kind of sharper color. Look, I could dive a lot into that look, but as you look, obviously I, I posted these up for, for you, Logan, as you take a look at the Sparks original uniform from 97 to 2002, what are your thoughts?
1: My thoughts are, it is my favorite Sparks uniform. <laughs> all right Um, and i'm just gonna jump it's not yeah it's not because it's like a nostalgic like oh because older is better like that's not necessarily true um it's sometimes and often true in the world of sports uniforms but not always um but i love a couple things they did they they did relate it to the lakers uniforms enough to make it like hey we play in la you know think of us as you know being the you know the female equivalent, but they didn't make it the Lady Lakers, right? Like they didn't just do the Laker uniform, but cut for women. And that's um, that's, and why that's I love... not
0: always been the case with them. As we'll dive that's into true, soon.
1: right? That's why yeah. I love the incorporation of the green. Um, I love the green shoulders, the green outline around the the palm tree or the spark on the K. I I'm not sure if it's supposed to look like both. I always thought it was a palm tree, but when you look at it further away, it kind of looks like a spark.
0: It was originally, uh, kind of a mid motif. The more that has happened, the more it's almost blatantly a palm tree. (laughs) Yeah, I've (laughs) always thought of it as a palm tree first. Yeah. But it
1: still has the cursive, like the, or not the cursive, but the swoopy R, just like in the Lakers. And so (laughs) it still relates to the Lakers before, but they made it their own. They incorporated this really cool green color. That kind of got phased out of uniforms as the the '90s progressed into the early 2000s. Um But I I just loved that I loved seeing players wear like the green wristbands and the green like shoes and shoelaces because it was just different. It it, it was still unmistakably LA, mm-hmm. and you know the palm tree was absolutely LA. But it it made it kind of its own brand, and I I think that was a really strong move for for a city to debut a, a WNBA team like
0: that. I, I it can be argued that the Sparks have from start to finish the best word mark in the WNBA, like one of the best because they they paid homage to their male equivalent and added their own um, kind of cachet to it and their own element to it with everything you're talking about with the K. So that's a really it's a really nice setup and I've always liked that word mark. It's it's a big part of why. Um, the run to chess logos has always kind of frustrated me because they've got a great word mark that I wish they could highlight a little bit more, and they don't really get to anymore, and it kind of stinks. And this actually, if you're going by those four different eras, this is the only uniform that they do that with. Um, they actually pull out that palm element for all the other ones. This is the only one that they actually highlight that with. Um. The two things that I, I struggle with just a little bit on well, there's actually a handful of things. I do really like this look. Um, the shoulder patches do distract me a little bit. It feels a little forced, but I think a lot of that is because like the side panel lining is a little strange. If you know what I'm talking about, like that.
1: Yeah, uh, that the, swoop
0: the, that cuts across like the torso and
1: yeah, the f- like the framing yellow swoop. Yeah. Or the purple one on the the purple, yellow, and And white. And it makes it so you have to
0: have a bit of a patch. And several other original WNBA teams had this as well. And it's just not been... Sorry. Mm. Too late for Steve's taste, I guess. I'm interested in the discussion, I promise. Um, it, it, It forced kind of that shoulder patch look, and I wasn't a huge fan of it. And I think that's why the green doesn't seem to mesh well on the road purples. I love that green's a part of what they're doing. I like that they're incorporating it where they can. I like that it's limited to kind of the palm tree setup and that piece. They didn't try to over-incorporate it, which is really good. The main thing that I take issue with, I freaking hate those numbers. Um, <laughs> the number font drives me crazy. I don't know why. It just – it's it's just a little too faint and not that – and you know me – uh, I've talked about this a lot before. Like I don't in basketball it's a little bit different, but I've never understood why numbers can't be just a bit more simplified. Like people teams that try too hard to get too creative with their numbers, it almost never works. Usually the simpler you go with it, the, the easier it is to deal with. Uh when the Jazz rebranded their look, the Utah Jazz Several years ago, in from that weird baby bluish thing they did for a while to, to essentially what they have now, they had just a very classic block number font. And those unis look fantastic. They've since come up with their own more branded slanty look, and it doesn't quite work. And that's what this is. It feels like they tried way too hard to get it to match the aesthetic of the Sparks wordmark. And so it just takes me out. And I know that that's a weird thing, but... I mean, a number is a fairly important part of the uniform, and they, they, this one takes. Yeah, of
1: i I think numbers at best, and this this is kind of a rule for any uniform. At best, they kind of just disappear into the uniform. Mm-hmm. Like they, I don't think the numbers are ever what makes a uniform look good. I, I think there there are a couple exceptions I can think of that are like, oh, the lining makes it pop. But for the most part, the like if you're looking at the word mark and the colors and the the lining and the collar and the shoulders, the numbers are kind of like, oh, yeah. And the numbers don't distract from the rest of the uniform. That's, like, your your good scenario.
0: Yeah. If it stands out too much, and, and you know, we, we talked about the Titans. That was another huge thing is their, their number font was an abomination. Um, <laughs> that said, it doesn't necessarily distract heavily from the look. And I do like the look. Um, I think it's one of the stronger looks of that original WNBA crew and their overall setup um it's it's one of the higher ones it's hard for me to say with full on confidence that it's the best look of of that 97 cuz you you're not beating the Charlotte Sting No mercy <laughs> Oh man I could talk for hours about the Charlotte Sting uniform I love that one um but uh, it is it is a really strong piece, and I think it's it's a solid setup overall. It's a great one for the team to put on their map. They won at least their first championship, I believe, possibly their second championship. If I'm trying to put the numbers together um, in that uniform, so it has it, it's you know it's it's set up there. So this rolls us very naturally, Logan. Um, you already buried the lead, or not buried, but you already popped out the lead with with where you rank them. So we won't necessarily do grades here. We'll just go through all of these into our final kind of order. Sorry. <clears throat> Mabi. This rolls us into the second generation of Sparks uniform. Um, and this is the uniform that the Sparks uh they actually lost the finals matchup to the Detroit Shock. Um in this setup, and this is what does something that you called out when you first talked about the 97 setup, which was this kind of is a repurposing Lakers uniform. They pared down the color schemes. There's seemingly no green on these almost at all. Uh, they pared down the the word mark, so there's no palm tree. It, it says sparks in that same lettering, but pretty simplified. The numbers, uh, the purple has white, you know, white with a classic Yellow framing, it's a little more simplified, and then you kind of just inverse everything over again with the, the yellow, with the exception that they f- thrusted the numbers for the yellows off to the side as opposed to straight down, up, and down the middle. Um, a pretty straightforward look, um, and, and breaks a couple rules that you called out when you highlighted that first spark setup. What are your so I guess all that in mind, and you know, what do you have to say about? Really, the first rebrand the Sparks ever engaged in.
1: Yeah, these there's nothing offensive about these, um, and I honestly I, I like them just fine. I don't know how excited I would be if I was getting into the WNBA 2003 and I wanted to be a Sparks fan. I don't know how thrilled I would be to go out and grab one, uh, because I, I do think it misses that that green and that palm tree element, like the things that made it different than a Lakers jersey. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's really my only knock on it. I, I don't think they're bad by any means. It's just their, their opportunity to, to kind of show some unique, some uniqueness and especially to be, to be about LA instead of being about just, you know, the Lakers more so than, than the WNBA team itself. I think they missed, they, they, they took a small step backwards here and missed an opportunity there, especially the purple ones with the, the white lettering, and the white numbers. They just look like Laker jerseys. Um, for your favorite WNBA players instead of kind of their own team and their own identity.
0: And I totally see where you're coming from there in that, I mean, especially those road purples. I mean, if you squinted, right, you would just, it looks, it's a Lakers uniform. I mean, it's very, it's very similar. It has a few key differences, but there's a lot of things that are similar there. There are a couple of things about this piece that I really enjoy. I'll say, Um, and a lot of it is circumstantial and also just, a part of like the time that these were revealed. Um, this was when they had taken on a re, a rebot contract and they had a more updated fabric setup. And the reason that stands out well to me is I like that original purple uniform, but good gravy. Is that thing shiny? It's got that, it's it's got that cheap material (laughs) shine. Of like really cheap gym shorts you would buy at like Walmart, right? And so this was able to tone it down. And so because of that, you got a more classic purple look. You were able to tone the piece down. It had more of a matte finish feel. So it looks more comfortable. It sits well on the player's frames. I and That's kind of why I really liked it. I like the simplicity of it. I like the simplicity of the numbering. And, and that's probably why it vibes so well with the Lakers look. And so what I'll say to this is... Actually, I'll hold off on that. But overall, I'm a, I'm a fan of this. One thing that I think stands out with me as well is this was actually when they also started to roll out their secondary logo, the circular LA logo with kind of a centered palm tree look. And I've always enjoyed that look. Uh, and, and that secondary logo, it's I've been waiting to find it on a good hat so I can buy that hat. Uh, cause, cause it's something I really enjoy. The hard part here is, is there isn't as much connection cause this was really, it was this uniform that started and kicked off the sparks kind of drought historically when we didn't really get to see them hit, uh, you know, get back to the playoff con- or the, the child contention that we, we knew they could be a part of, um, and really finding that footing. But overall, I like the look, uh, it, it's really just a different, you know, where things differentiate, um, any other thoughts there before we move on to our next bit?
1: Uh, just that I, I think you you've been mentioning this along the way, but it's important to probably contextualize before we get to the next one. That they came out with that initial look, they decided they want to pare it down for for a couple of years in order to kind of more align with the Lakers, and and maybe some of that was on purpose to you know for a growing league to be like, hey, we're all on the same team, the Lakers, the Sparks, and I get that. I think the next look is rebounding in a you know a response to like all right we're going to try to be our our own thing mm-hmm. and i think the next look is a response to maybe watering this current one down a little bit too much
0: yeah so that brings us next to what what i would i would even say is the most controversial of the sparks looks in that i've heard people who love this i've heard people who hate this um this was a more of a unique setup and somewhat similar to some theming And templatizing, I've seen several teams. I know, for instance, the San Antonio Stars had a similar look to this. If you look at some Becky Hammond photos, they had this where it's a more graphic-centered side paneling. It's a wider side paneling that has literal sparks (laughs) textured throughout it as opposed to just a classic side panel. It has a very similar word mark as you see in the second iteration, but almost brings back a color font that's a middle ground between the first and second iterations. It's a little more textured. It's got more of a sharper feel. It's not quite as thin as the original setup. Um I'll go ahead and give my opinion first. I've kicked it out to you first to start off with here. I I like these to a point. I think there's good elements to it. Um The two things I'm going to hit... The, the, the lining, the side panels I'm okay with in general, the lining legitimately, every time I look at these uniforms, I think they're wearing a gym bag, like the, the string strap <laughs> gym bag. It's on their sides. so
1: confusing.
0: Yeah. It, it legitimately doesn't look like it's part of the uniform. It looks like it's a bag or a drawstring or something like it. The way that it falls looks really strange, especially on the road purples, because it really truncates the middle panel like the main section of the uniform, it makes it really narrow. This last thing I'm going to say on this is that the, the home yellows overall I'm cool with. The road purples are trash. <laughs> um, the the changing sparks to the Los Angeles lining in this really, really small font that's got this really bright yellow with the white lining so you can barely tell what it says. The, the white uh, number font is really scrunched and then you have the neckline, the white neckline, coupling with those white drawstringy side panel things. So that's running everywhere like a weird Tron remake. It's ju- it just looks bad. I, it's my least favorite singular piece of anything the Sparks have ever doled out. <laughs> and that might include any templatized logo frenzy that they've rolled out before. Uh,
1: what are your thoughts? I do not like these. I cannot find much about these to like. Um, I, I hesitate using the word hate because hate is reserved for like truly ugly, like I'm offended by them jerseys, but these are pretty close. Um, there's a couple things that you can't unsee. One is the sparks design on the siding. I think is much too large. Uh, it, it looks like they were walking through tall grass and like burrs got stuck to them. And like they, they, it doesn't say sparks to me. Like they, I almost would have gone with more of like a firework type of look. These look like this, like the explosion emoji. Um, Mm -hmm. which obviously they didn't have back then, but don't love that. You mentioned it already, but I'm going to hit it again. The lining baffles me. Um, because it doesn't, there's, there's one that comes straight down from the shoulder and then goes almost straight down. Like the middle panel is so thin. Like it's barely wide enough to fit Los Angeles on it. And then the other line comes off the collar and goes beneath the armpit, and it doesn't come back around to, like, round up the shoulder. So what you get is from most angles in front of the players, it looks like they're wearing a vest, like they're about to go line dancing. Yeah. And and that vest has that design on it, like the the Sparks design. I think if they would have made thinner side panels, the Sparks design might have worked better. But instead, it's so wide and so prominent. But I just it's distracting. Yeah, and I do not like it.
0: It really is uh, a tough thing. Also, another set a piece of it is this is one of the first uniforms that really highlighted uh, or that really started to roll out the inverse name panel. So name panels were showing up on the bottom of the back of the uniforms, which is you know a little more commonplace nowadays. Uh, what? First of all, as a general practice, what are your thoughts on the bottom name paneling? Because I think there's one alternate uniform in the NBA that does it now, and I'm try- I think it's I forget who who it is. Off the top of my brain, I, is it the Grizzlies? Yeah, no, I don't think so. I if, there's one team whose alternate has a a name a name panel at the bottom of the jersey instead of the top.
1: I I don't have a hard fast rule on it, but. Typically, this is another one of those things that people try to overthink. It either needs to be across the shoulders or you need to have, like, it can be directly below the numbers, but it's, you got to do it right or it's weird. I, I think across the shoulders is nine times out of ten is the way to go.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I, I can vibe with that pretty well. I, I keep just thinking of Marquette jerseys. <laughs> so I'm thinking of classics. Uh, that have done that, but I know that's, I would actually,
1: I would rather go no name plates before going oddly placed name plates.
0: Yeah. And I know that there's a few cases as a functionally why that might've been the case. I know it's something that's unique. It hundred percent didn't work with these because it scrunched the bottom of the Jersey so much. If you look at pictures of the back of these jerseys, there's hardly any room to actually put the names where they go because they have this reverse apron, setup going on at the back of the jersey this to me screams of a very classic all-star team jersey this is what an all-star team in the 90s would wear Mm -hmm. Um, yeah i could see that this this, to me doesn't vibe well with a regular league type team but the look did get fairly popularized because it, it was the candace parker look you know when she was drafted and Uh, You know, it was something that stood out in that way. Other teams had very similar looks because of some levels of templating. Um, But overall, yeah, it didn't land well with me. Uh, It's also, Mm
1: -hmm. this bears mentioning, it doesn't show through in a ton of pictures. These were also, I think these were Adidas, uh, but they were very, like, metallic shiny. They had that shimmer to them. This was still in the era where that was kind of happening um and it's like if you if you look up adidas la sparks you know 2006 2007 you'll you'll see what i mean they they still don't appear to be like the high quality material we're used to now and so in addition to having these weird side panels that that i don't love i also just think they like they have this weird reflective quality to them that i'm glad kind of died out
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it took a while but yeah i feel you for sure there Let's go ahead and move to our last iteration we're going to discuss here. There was a period right after the 2007 era uniform rolled out that did um, lean more toward an advertising look. Then in 2013, uh, the Sparks actually rolled out a version of what a lot of current WNBA fans may be familiar with. This was the, the, the last pre-Nike era WNBA look with kind of the two-lined number font theming that was incongruence with the WNBA's new logo at the time, at least obviously it's changed since then. Um, And then the side paneling that, that runs slightly uh, either toward the back or or at this point, I think it was down the side paneling. It kind of comes up the, the torso like armpit level pretty well. The difference was as opposed to having primary logos across the chest, they still were running uh, the team logos with these pieces. Um, So you could still see sparks on these pieces. But if you've seen, you've definitely seen this templated piece in in 2017 as as per definite. Uh, The difference is, you know, replace the Equitrust logo or Farmer's logo or whatever it is. And then drop in the the actual Sparks uh, chest logo on top of it. I have a lot of thoughts about these going a lot of different directions. But what did you think of this look?
1: I think these are good, um, particularly the yellows. I think these actually work pretty well. I don't I'm not bothered by uh, the the numbers. You mentioned the numbers that fit the WNBA kind of, mm-hmm. uh, league font. I think those are kind of cool. Obviously, it, it, we're going to deal with uh, corporate logos on on all of these uh, later iterations. The closer we get to present day. Um, so I'm not going to hammer them for that. Obviously, I'd prefer there not be any corporate logos, but it's probably a pipe dream now that that's kind of the way that all sports are going um but these make them work the, the 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 logo isn't distracting i actually love the the shorts um the shorts have the like the adidas lines but they're not distracting it looks pretty natural uh it there's a little weirdness to me the the shoulder to under the armpit area is is just a purple like one big thick purple stripe and then it splits into the Adidas, like the three thin stripes down the side. Yeah. And Cause it, it connects
0: sorts... to like the, the back shoulder blade panel has
1: Yeah, that and,
0: solid section. Yeah.
1: And it sort of feels like they're trying to give these jerseys the impression of like a female cut the way that, you know, how like female t-shirts are, are cut a little bit different. It's, it's sort of trying to give that impression, but it doesn't get there all the way. You know, like it still kind of juts out in a weird way in the middle of the uniform and can be a little distracting, but these are i mean like you think of candace parker you you think of the jerseys before these and then these you know, this iteration of them and they're 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 pretty good. I don't hate these,
0: yeah overall, I'm cool with it i mean the the number font always you know i was was a huge fan of, but I mean that was kind of to be you know anticipated um. This was really when you started to see more successfully contoured jerseys. I think they were designed with, with women in mind, to be honest, which is why I so wish this setup was congruent with what we have now. Because the jerseys now are made to so effectively fit uh, WNBA players well, and it has such a sleek athletic feel to it, that if you could actually put real team logos across, you know, across the chest and just have Mm-hmm. the numbers where the number should go instead of the secondary logo, they would look so good. Uh, but not as much now, honestly, you know, it's, it's, it's different world now. Um, but I like that general setup. I think that the, the shoulder straps are somewhat similar to what you saw in the original where there was additional coloring there, but I thought it wasn't too heavily distractable. Um, if that can be considered a word, um, uh, I actually like the road yellows a little bit more than, or the road purples a little bit more than the, the home yellows, but one thing about the purples that does stand out weirdly, and I've only seen this in a few photos, so maybe it'll shift me if I look at something else. I swear that the yellow on those purples comes off almost orange. Um, something about how it falls in some of the photos I've seen that I've had a hard time seeing a road purple that, uh, really landed a classic yellow. It, it turns out to be a weird orange you maybe that's weird maybe that's not something that's the real uh but overall um i mean i like him it's hard because this rolled right into the era of pretty much everyone has the same uniform now right with shifted colors and it it'll forever be depressing to me um we basically can't have uh, an aces episode of this <laughs> because it's templates you know it's just Yeah we'll, we'll
1: find a way to discuss but, but yeah I, I agree the I mean these kind of began to be templated across the league because they had the they had kind of that X design across the shoulders on the back um as as with the last ones they had the number and then the name kind of across the middle of the back mm-hmm. um and I I don't think that was necessarily bad um I don't know why it needed to be there like we're not going to confuse like, oh, am I watching the WNBA? I thought this was the NBA. Like, that's not going to happen. Yeah. So, like, it doesn't need to be, like, hello, these are female players. Like, they can design uniforms the way you would design any uniforms, the way that they did, like, in the yes. 90s and early 2000s.
0: Yeah, exactly. Let let the identities flow. I think that that's a huge thing, and that's where, you know, the, tempered, the template era now really frustrates me because, especially in an era now where personality flows so much more than it ever has before. We can't give these players an aesthetic that allows the team's identity to flow. And it just, you know, it stinks. I think it's something you could launch off of. But, you know, Kathy Engelbert's made a lot of positive decisions for this league. I have reason to believe she'll make the right decision before long. Um, So we had a chance to dive into all these. These are the main segments we're going to dive into. Logan, I think we'll just get to the nitty-gritty. We're going to go from four to one. Worst to best, how do you rank? Uh, these four iterations of the L.A. Sparks logo or uniform.
1: Yeah, I would say, uh, as, as I mentioned before, the best, despite the shininess and and kind of the awkwardness of the big, big green shoulders, we'll call this uh, this version. I love their initial uniforms, particularly the uh, the purples. Uh, my next favorite would be these that we just discussed. Uh, they they still looked pretty sharp, even though they're moving into template territory. Uh, still makes me sad that none of them are going to incorporate the, the dope palm tree um, that I think should have always been a part of their branding. Um, next, I'm going to go the 2003 to 2006 Lady Laker era. Uh, still a sharp uniform, not necessarily unique in the way that I wanted it to be, um, but it's it's a good on-court look. Uh, and Purple and yellow do go well together. Uh, and then last, I will put these Adidas uniforms from the mid 2000s with the, uh, the sparks down the, the wide siding. I just, if, if you have fond memories of those teams, I can completely understand giving them a pass. Uh, and I understand that's how it works. Sometimes is, is you have memories that are nostalgic, but for me, I'm looking at them from a, from a design perspective, thinking that was a, a misstep that doesn't need to be repeated in the future.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. It was a, I think it was a risk. You'd take sometimes and uh that's why risks are considered risks. Because sometimes they don't work and that one did not work. That is my bottom. I I don't know how you can't. It's just not a good look. And I can salvage the yellows if I must. I can salvage the purples. They're just just never wear those. It, uh, <laughs> they are worse than the current uh the current the, the Lakers purple right now with the black side paneling. They're worse than those, and that's my least favorite jersey in sports right now. It's a very bad look, but uh, those are those are pretty bad. Third, I'm actually going to go with the 2013-14 era. I do like it. I think there's a lot of heavy branding there That with the WNBA side, obviously, with the switch of the WNBA logo that played into it that just didn't vibe as well with me. I don't love having the Boost Mobile brand even though every tool did which every other uniform in the league did which by the way really funny that if you go through the history of um of WNBA jerseys you also get a history of cell phone providers it mm-hmm. went from <laughs> Boost Mobile to Verizon to AT&T so uh you know it's that's a history in, in and of itself Third, I'm going to go with the original look, and this is hard for me. It's just a little disjointed, but it is a classic look. I, I I think I like the second, the 2003 era look a little bit more. It's hard because I agree with everything you said. It's just a little too close to the Lakers' setup. Aesthetically, I like it more. It's not as busy. It's more simplified. If the first era's uh, chest mark was what they had on the second like jersey mm. it wouldn't even be a question yeah like, the, the fact that they dropped that palm tree and have never reused it is incredibly depressing because it's so it's very good um and honestly i think you can get away with that being the only like touch of green on the whole jersey and it still looks pretty strong but, man, I, I think you, of, I've, I've thought a lot of though the one thing that kept pulling me back to that original look was that that chest mark with the palm tree because it's so, I, it's just really, really good.
1: You know what it reminds me of a little bit? Not not aesthetically, but just how the team treats it. It kind of treats it the way that Toronto treats the dinosaur uniforms where they had the Raptor prominently displayed on like their 90s uniforms and then they never went back to it. And now the team kind of looks at those like yeah, those were dorky and kind of cartoony and we didn't like them and we're all telling them like what do you think we liked about those uniforms? That's <laughs> like the uniqueness. Like that's what we liked about them. So like the that's palm tree out, yeah. I'm sure the team is like no, we're a professional sports league. We don't do cartoony uniforms. We don't want to be looked down upon. And I'm like no, no, no. Like that's that's what made them LA. Like that's the best uniforms in sports right now might be the the Miami Heat's various city editions and it's because it's so Miami. That like is,
0: the, that's the city comes through, of yeah,
1: yeah. And I just I love I love when uniforms represent the team and they look aesthetically pleasing. And but I love even more when you can wear them around town and it just fits with the vibe of the town. And and obviously, like the Lakers look is always going to be L.A. You can do that in purple and yellow, you know, yeah, anytime. But
0: but they had they have something that brands the Sparks on its own, and it's as simple as that where you can tie to the Lakers brand and then you have something that really puts it down on its own with that palm tree spark, that, that pop. And uh, yeah, I, I'd love to see that have a resurgence, which is why templatizing needs to go away. And which is why WNBA teams deserve to have their own city editions Cause that's when you can really mess with this and have some fun. Uh, but yeah, that's where I stand with things. So I thought it was fun. I don't know if you, you, you agree or disagree, but I think we'll get a chance to dive into some more, Uh, it's more teams in future episodes. And of course, uh, Patreoners, listeners, if you're listening to this on the main feed as a sneak preview, let us know uh, your thoughts on that discussion, uh, teams you'd want to see next. Uh, we'll, we'll probably jump into one of the other long standing originals. So, probably the Mercury, maybe the Liberty. If you have your own uni takes, if you completely disagree with everything we've talked about, we want to hear about it. If you have hard takes about future teams that you want us to dive into, we want to hear about it. If you have any other topics about uniforms, logos, any other levels of aesthetics or branding that you want us to dive into when we talk about this on the Patreon, we absolutely want to hear from you. And then if you want to hear more discussion on this, of course, checking over on the Patreon, uh, get, you know, take a look at those donation uh, tiers. I believe the second tier, the the ten dollars tiers, where we'll start digging into to opening up to these types of episodes. So, uh, we'd love to hear you. We'd love to hear some discussion. Anything you have, but uh, Logan, anything else you want to hit it before we call the day?
1: Uh, just that I I think we've learned some important lessons today. Uh, you know, gradients are bad. Uh, don't yes. don't screw up your numbers. I mean, the the more we talk uniforms in the future, the more that you, you'll you'll Notice that we've got – they're not written anywhere, but they're just a couple hard, fast rules that we're going to come back to over and over again. Um, and I, I'm glad we got to kind of unveil some of those today.
0: It, it, it really comes down to the two classic directives. Be safe, have fun. That's, that's what this comes <laughs> down to. Uh, so thank you so much for listening to our uh, debut episode of uh, Sports Looks with Logan and Steve. This has been an absolute – pleasure we hope you'd enjoyed it uh we we hope you have enjoyed it uh these this specific program will come in every couple of months once we hit a certain subscriber number over on the patreon uh then we'll uh potentially be doing these out at least monthly so you'll start to hear this episode fairly regularly which we we hope to be able to do soon uh, but we're excited to to dive into what's a well-needed discussion for at least us. And we're excited to look forward to it again in the future. But until then, thanks so much for listening uh to this edition at the very least. And until we talk next time, I'm Steve Schwartzman.
1: I'm Logan Jones.
0: And we'll catch you next time.